what does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday morning, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our lives doing so many things, transporting our kids around, spending too many hours in the office, trying to find time to spend with our spouse. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday morning. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending 80 of those related to our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 10,000 Podcast. I am Sawyer Trapp, our student ministries pastor here at Stapleton Church, and I am joined, as always, by our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey, everybody. I'm glad you're listening. It's good to uh, be with you this day, whenever you're listening to it. We're here on a Tuesday (laughs) morning, but whenever or wherever you're listening, we're glad that you are with us. Yes, that's how podcasts work. You can listen (laughs) to it at any time. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, you're absolutely right. In this podcast, we're all about finding God or bringing God into the 10,000 minutes of our lives. And today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into uh, our message from Sunday that was called Lift Up. But really, we had one clear big idea that second place wins. That actually, when we serve other people and lift them up above ourselves, they win. And if you were here first service, we had a super long Jenga game. <laughs> we shortened it for the second and third service. We kind of jerry-rigged the game by taking out a few blocks for the kids. Yep. Um, but because we had the kids in the service, I gave a little bit shorter of a message than mm-hmm. I normally do. And I know it's maybe too long for some people anyways. <laughs> but there were some things that I didn't get to hit on. And yep. one area in particular, and that was some of, you know, kind of the objections to this concept of second place wins. Yeah, I know I know that's something you like to put in your message, like, yes, I say that's true, but you might be thinking this. And I actually had a couple for you. Okay, let's hear it. I, I noticed that you had missed that section because of time, but I think the first one is, like, so yes, we're supposed to be humble. We're supposed to put others before ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe a lot of people out there, and I think if we're honest, I've felt that before, is that... When we're putting others first day after day after day, eventually we get to a point where it's like, is it really worth it? Like, what about me? Like, nobody's lifting me up. I'm just cranking day after day after day, doing all these things for a bunch of different people in my life, trying to live like Jesus. And then you just get to a point where you're like, I can't do it anymore. Mm. Like, I'm not being lifted up myself. I can't lift others up. Yes. Yeah, and that is a feeling that we all get, mm-hmm. and I think let's just be honest and call it what it is. We feel that way. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because we're selfish, but maybe it's just because <laughs> we're human, or we have a limited bandwidth. And we're mm-hmm. like, I can't do this anymore. I've been doing it for days, weeks, months, years. Yeah. A lot of times this is the mom in the family. Yeah. I mean, think about it. A lot of moms are putting up with their husband, dealing with that, <laughs> doing extra chores, even if they're a full-time worker. All mm-hmm. the studies show that, that women wives end up doing uh, a higher share of the chores than their husbands you got kids that you're taking care of sometimes elderly parents as well and you're trying to care for all these people at the same time and and then you hear pastor you're saying second place wins well i've been losing over and over and over again because i've been putting others it doesn't feel like i'm winning yeah 
I don't feel like I'm winning. <laughs> I feel like a loser. That's right. I feel like a loser. So what I'd say in response to that, first off, is that some of our wins, because we're saying second place wins, right. some of our wins are long in coming. Mm. They're mm-hmm. long in coming. Uh, I think in particular First Peter 5, 5, and 6, because it tells us to submit ourselves to those who are older than us in this passage. But mm-hmm. then it says, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. So that same concept. Right. Clothe yourself with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud, but God gives grace or favor to the humble. Mm-hmm. But then in verse 6, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Mm-hmm. He may mm-hmm. lift you up in due time. So it's not saying you will immediately win. You're not going to get a ribbon or a trophy for those of us. There's no trophy for participation, um, for being a good servant. Humility award. Yeah, the humility award. I'm still waiting for that one, and maybe it's because I'm not. (laughs) But yeah, there is no humility award. There is no serving, you know, award. Mm -hmm. People overlook those people. They never get the gratitude. But what God is saying, if you do this, you do it for me, and I will reward you in due time. You're lifting others up. I will lift you up, he says, in due time. And it may take years or decades. We might not even see the full benefit of it in this life. But God is promising that everything we do to lift others up will be rewarded. Yeah. He's saying ultimately second place does win. Yeah. It may be not in this life. Yeah. And sometimes it is that. I mean, I think due time, we, we think, well, yes, no, waiting on God, waiting on God. And in the midst of that, I, I think... We often fall into the trap of having a false sense of humility. Mm. There's a, yeah. there's an idea yep. um, called big words, but narcissistic altruism. Ooh, and this was one of my favorite things I learned in my intro to philosophy class in college. But yep. basically, it's the idea altruism is is helping other people, doing good things for other people. But that narcissistic piece mm-hmm. is that we're actually doing them for ourselves. And I'm sure. not saying that everybody that's been cranking that's been helping people that has been putting other people in front of ourselves but i think even when we're trying to be humble we sometimes need to check our heart and say who are we doing this for yeah because even in that passage it says ultimately humble yourselves to others but you're doing it for god and i think that's what jesus brings out a lot in the sermon on the mount which is one of my favorite sections of scripture yep um he starts off right at the beginning of, of chapter six with be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. It's okay to do stuff in front of people, yeah. but to be seen by yes, them. Yes, the motive. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Hmm. And I think a lot of what happens is often is that we're doing good things for nice people. We're yeah. trying to do those external things that really help us in our faith, prayer, giving to the needy, fasting, reading our Bible. Yeah. And we flip those and we end up doing them for the reward. Hmm. And so we got to ask ourselves, who are we doing this for? Yeah, and and you point out, we are supposed to do it for the reward. Yeah. Just not yeah. the reward from others. Correct. You know, we're not just doing it to get kudos and props and... and pat on the back or... Yeah, yeah to get you know, our face plastered or, or our name plastered <laughs> on a building, you know. Yeah, we're doing it for others. And I, I think it's interesting you brought up that concept of false humility. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking into my notes. Uh, maybe you learned this back in history class. <laughs> We're both history nerds. Yeah. Ben Franklin. Oh, yeah. When he was going through, he went through this section of his life where he's like, I'm going to be the most virtuous person possible. Mm-hmm. And he worked as hard as he could. And he had this list of 12 virtues that he worked out. And he eventually 
realized that he was missing a virtue, the Christian virtue of humility. So that brought him to these 13 virtues that mm-hmm. he was trying at. And he was working. He was doing everything he could. And then after doing this for months, he went to one of his friends and uh, his friend asked how he was doing with humility. Well, you added this 13th one, and he, he, this is his response. He said, I can't boast of much success in acquiring the reality of this virtue, but I had a good deal with regard to the appearance of it. <laughs> it's like I look humble, but I don't feel humble. Right. Um, it's hard. Yeah, because I think externally people interpret, you know, if we're helping others, if we're putting others first, you're, you're humble, right? Yep. But maybe on the inside, we have to question, are we doing it so that other people will see it for yeah. that reward? Jesus says later on, if, if that's what we're doing it for, we've received our reward in full. Yeah. Yeah, so we can get this way. You know, a lot of times you hear the the, the Christian saying, I'm just serving others. This is just what I do. I'm going to clean up again. I'm going to make another meal. This is just what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And they're... You're trying to drum up some recognition. I, I'm not just pointing to other people. I do it, too. Like, oh, yeah. I do you know, 100% do it, too. <laughs> make fun of other people. Yeah, yeah. We do, too. Like, well, actually, we should step and take a look back. Are we doing this to get the reward now or from our Father in Heaven? Yeah. It says at the end of the passage that God sees what we do. Yeah. If we're doing it in secret with that servant's heart, yep. God is not going to miss us. Yes. Now, I think the ultimate hope is that when we practice this mindset of second place wins, right. other people will reciprocate it around us. Yeah, other mutual. people mm-hmm. will applaud us and encourage us and honor us and lift us up. Um, that, that's always the goal, but it doesn't always happen. Right. So let's just say it what it is. But if we do it, it will be rewarded mm-hmm. in due time. Absolutely. In due time. I did want to point one other thing out, though, with this. Yeah that we also have to learn the concept of healthy boundaries. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if this is your first reaction, you probably missed the point. <laughs> if you haven't, like Jesus said, not only gone the first mile, but the second mile, and I think, honestly, we should often get to that point where we're thinking, I'm putting in way more than I'm getting. I'm serving other people. One, but if we've done that for a while, there are some individuals in our life Yeah who we uh, need to put up some healthy boundaries with. Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to be careful about this because some people jump to it quickly right? before they put in the work of serving others. Mm -hmm. But there are some people. So, for example, I had a friend in my life, and and we were close friends. I I thought we were better friends than we were, Mm. but it turns out that he was really dependent on me. Yeah. And he would always need a ride. He didn't have a vehicle. He would always need this. He would need that. Mm-hmm. Um, he would need money for this, help with that all the time. And he would always be calling on me. I was the only one he ever called and got help from. Now I felt, oh, he doesn't have anybody else in his life. He doesn't have any other friends. He doesn't have family that can come and help him. So I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll give him money. I'll help him with this. I'll pay for that. And eventually it came to the point where he literally stole some money from me. And still, even after that, I was helping him out with things. And finally, Melissa came along when we started dating. She said, Matt, this isn't healthy. Yeah. And why wasn't it healthy? Well, for one, I needed to put up a boundary. But the reason why I needed to put up a boundary with this person and start to tell him no for some of these things is because I really wasn't helping him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought I was. Right. I thought I was doing everything that could help him. I was helping him. But really, I was just making him completely dependent on me, and I was enabling him to not mature yeah. and grow up and start taking care of himself. Right. 
Um, and I think it's interesting in our passage from Sunday was Philippians 2, 3, and 4, mm-hmm. what, which um, was in humility, value others above yourselves. Mm-hmm. And it says in verse 4, each of you looking not to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Right. So we can think that an initial reading says, well, I've got to do what the other pe- person wants or needs always. Yeah. But it says to their interest. It is not always in someone's best interest to give them everything they want. Right. Right. Yeah, if you give your child candy for dinner every single meal, is that really the best thing for them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. It's no. going to hurt them. Yeah. I don't know. Did you hear that news story about the kid that died because all he ate was like Pringles and... Yeah, I did hear about that. Beef jerky or something right. crazy like right. that. White bread. Yeah. Like, this kid literally died mm-hmm. <laughs> because his parents said, oh, whatever you want. You yeah. don't eat it. Right. So it is in someone's best interest sometimes to have a boundary so that they can start developing some maturity and be able to function on their own. Right. And it's hard. It is hard. When you've gotten into that point, it's a codependent relationship. And I had to learn to say no, even though it was, I have nobody else to pick me up here. I'm stranded and I have no vehicle. I need you. And I would have to say no. And guess what? He found another way. He eventually grew to the point where he doesn't need me at all. Like he's mature, he's financially stable, he has a vehicle. Yeah. Like, well, why did it take so long for me to say no? Sometimes we do need to put up those healthy boundaries. I think that's so true. I, th- I think there were two things that you said that really jumped out at me. Okay. First is that I, I think if we jump to this right off the bat, mm-hmm. then that's to our detriment. Yes. I think I think it was intentional that Melissa had to come to you. Right. I think it's often the people in our lives that said, "You're helping. That's great." But maybe now's the time. Yes. And so I, I think looking for those people in our mm-hmm. lives to have, maybe we're having the, a, a, an a inappropriate relationship or a relationship that isn't to somebody's benefit. Yes. Um, Sarah, Sarah would encourage me to say at this point that okay. there's a difference between helping and enabling. Yes. So helping is doing something for someone that they aren't capable of doing themselves. Right. And enabling is doing something for somebody that they should be doing themselves. Mm. Yep. And so it's that little difference in there. Yeah, We're called to help people. We're called to put others first. We're called to be for their interests. But if we're doing something that ultimately they should be able to do themselves, yes. then we maybe need to reevaluate, set, the, set some boundaries, and say, hey, mm-hmm. I want what's best for you. I care about you. I love you. Maybe this is something you need to be doing yourself. Or maybe I have these other responsibilities. I can't be the only person in your life. It's about having that community of people surrounding yeah. you, and that's what the church should be for yeah. one another. Right on. Preach it. Yeah. Preach it, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do think that's important. And even with that, it goes to the motives. Oh, yeah. Because you're not saying no to a person. You're not putting up a boundary right. in your life right. to protect yourself or because it's all about you. Mm-hmm. Like, I need time to myself. No, <laughs> you're doing it for their benefit. Mm-hmm. So even in that, you have the mindset of Jesus, which was... Second place wins. Mm, that's a good point. Right. Well done. <laughs> so it was so great that you uh, listened to this podcast this week. We just love that you are doing that, and we encourage you to subscribe. And we will um, not be back next week, but we will be back in two weeks. So if you have questions about this podcast, about a message, about faith, life, heaven, hell, whatever it is. Anything, yeah. Yeah, anything. <laughs> send it to Sawyer at strap, that's trap with two Ps, at stapletonchurch.com. We love hearing from you. Yeah, I'd love to hear your questions. And like Matt said, we'll see you in a couple weeks, and we'll be back then. Thanks for listening.